What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Views from Jamestown Podcast Edition. This is episode 41. This is the June 2020 episode. Uh, we're sitting down with TCC President Rob Roach, VP of Sales and Marketing AJ Pacharka and Corey Mons, and Latin American Operations Manager Javier Fernandez. Morning, everybody. Morning. Good morning, Good morning Ben. How's everybody doing? Good. Doing well. Good. We got some uh, we had some faces back in the in the TCC offices, which is nice to see. Nice uh, nice change of pace from everyone being home. I'm the only one here in the office, but I'm in the office, so we're making progress, Ben. Making progress. Hopefully, we were just talking. Maybe this will be our last go-to meeting podcast. It'd be nice to get back for July and be in the same room again. But I guess we'll see how stuff uh, stuff shakes out here over the next couple of weeks. That would be nice. We got some hope here in Rhode Island. The- the rate of infection has uh, declined dramatically, and uh, we're hoping it continues. So uh, there's definitely some hope, and I think that you know across the country uh, things are are looking to improve. Uh, so we have uh, hope, and we're determined to uh, get back to work uh, here in the office as quickly as we can, but more importantly, as safely as we can. Yeah, yeah. So we're all still working remote, starting to have some people trickle back into the office as uh, as it makes sense and as needed. Um, like Rob said, Rhode Island definitely seems like it's getting a little bit better. We're, I think, in phase two officially now of, of trying to reopen um, and starting to see that, I think, from a lot of customers in different areas, um, both in the States as well as uh, Mexico and Latin America. seems like stuff hoping to, to start getting a little bit better and there's at least plans in place, if not already in motion, to, to get back open. Um, seems like stuff's picked up a little bit this week overall in terms of new projects and at least starting to have conversations about, you know, upcoming raw material needs and getting plants up and running and, and all that good stuff. It's been a long haul, you know, last three months, it felt like three years. And, uh, we, you know, we've had some, we've had some good demand and, and, you know, personal care stuff and some things have done well, but the, the general polymer coatings, uh, this type of business has really fallen off and. And now people are finally starting to look at, um, you know, they've worked off some inventory and starting to look at purchases and things are looking positive. So uh, it's it's a good sign for uh, the coming summer and uh, getting the economy back up and steaming again. Yeah, Javi, I know you've been talking to some of your contacts in Mexico and other regions of Latin America. Obviously, Brazil was one of those areas that was hit the hardest. Um, but I think you said it seems like stuff is starting to pick up a little bit and at least having those conversations. Yeah, they're starting to meet and and to see when are they coming back. Most of them are coming back June fifteenth, which is two weeks from now. So that's that's promising. And but definitely there are some countries that like Brazil that they're not doing very well. But Mexico, it's somehow doing make, making it, making it happen. Yeah, it seems like Brazil and India are the hot spots right now, um, at least. For the information that they're giving, whether it's true or not, we we have no idea. But India is going through a real hard time right now with a, a steep increase that we were seeing a month and a half ago, and same with Brazil. So um, you know, we hope uh, we hope it, it it works out quickly for them and uh, and things improve. It seems to me that the coronavirus seems to have a a, a lifespan, at least you know this spring it did, and it, it it's declining. Um, hardest we're 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 here in Rhode Island, which is between Boston and New York. Obviously, New York was the hardest hit in the in the whole country, and Boston wasn't far behind. Um, we managed pretty well here, but we did have a tremendous amount of casualties from this uh, awful virus. So, um, you know, it's it's 
it, it feels like we've been uh, running a marathon for for the last three months here with nothing to do, but it's exhausting. And now we have uh, you know riots across the country, um, uh, unrest, upheaval. Um, you know, George Floyd incident was a very sad, horrible tragedy, but I think there's a lot more to it. Um, and uh, you know, it, it I don't see uh, things uh, shaping up too well in that situation. Uh, unfortunately, today they're having a memorial for George Floyd, and there's finally some semblance of healing. And that's what I think this whole country needs right now is is, is healing. Uh, for those of us that we didn't lose in the coronavirus, it's it's time to heal. And uh, and unfortunately, the George Floyd incident set off. Uh, some pretty massive uh, and violent protests uh, worldwide. So it's uh, it's like nothing. I don't think anyone on this podcast or anybody watching this podcast has ever experienced. So uh, we're navigating in uncharted waters still. Yeah, it just seems like it's been quite the um, I guess equation of different things going on and trying to figure out how all these different things are going to affect you know business and production and, and trying to get back to somewhat normal. Uh, obviously, the coronavirus is a huge issue. And then now uh, these these protests across the country and really across the world um, are all going to factor into stuff re- reopening and demand reopening and people going back to work. Um, you know, it's going to be, I think, still an interesting few weeks and months throughout the summer and even into the fall of, of uh, you know, how everything is going to get back to some semblance of normal. You know, there's, uh, there's also hurricanes in the Atlantic already. It's, you know. Yeah. It's crazy times. I mean, you know, if you think it can't happen, it's going to happen, you know. Yeah, tropical storm in the Gulf, too. You know, it's which way is it going to go? Yeah, yeah what's, what's the name? Armando? Yeah, no. like what are we doing here at work? I mean, you know, who knows what the future looks like here? <laughs> you, you talk about running a marathon. I, I feel like I've been running a marathon in, in knee deep sludge with a parachute back behind me. Just, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, you know, obviously, I'm making a lot of it. It's just one of those, oh my gosh, oh, just, let's get through 2020, man. It's going to be the year we look back on. Ugh. Yeah, hey, Corey, said- you're down there. I think I said the meme out to you guys. If 2020 was a truck, it'd be a Ford. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> I'm just joking, all you Ford drivers out there. But you might want to try something else out. But oh, God. I like my. I love my Fords. I love my Fords. But I'm a. I'm a Dodge guy now, man. I like those Dodges. They're good. You're converted. You're converted. I am. I'm converted. I. I'm the converted. Light. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Benny. No, no worries. Um, I was going to say, Corey, you're down in the Dallas area, so obviously you're, you're dealing with both customers and, and suppliers um, throughout Texas, really, for the most part, obviously, such a hotbed for the petrochemical industry. I mean, what's the kind of feeling and what's, you know, are people going back to work or what's the what's the overall sense, both from your customers and upstream on the supplier side um, right. with everything going on? Yeah, you know, the, the ones I'm talking to um, is similar to what, what Javi's saying. We're, we're hearing um, returning to work. You know, if it's the purchasing side, returning to the offices, obviously certain plants have, have continued to run, maybe on skeleton crews, but there appears to be this um, common theme of returning back to work within two weeks. Um, some of the buyers that I'm talking to, um, and, and I guess even suppliers are saying, we probably won't welcome anybody into the office, you know, to, to call on us probably until the end of the month, maybe June 30 deadline is what I've heard on actually receiving visitors in the office. So, you know, a little bit away, but still good news, right? And it's light at the end of the tunnel. But um, yeah, no, I mean, it's picking up. I, I see 
restaurants busier now. You know, they're everybody's trying to do their part to, to follow the, the the guidelines and stuff, and 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 the six feet apart and all that fun stuff. But you know, I, I see cars moving around. Uh, we're seeing it in in reports on methanol that the that driving's picking up. Uh, so MTBE should start to to improve a bit. But uh, not to answer your question, yeah, it seems two weeks get back into the flow of things into the end of the month maybe start thinking about receiving outside visitors in to talk about you know uh, supplied you know directly pricing all that fun stuff yeah you know it'll be interesting to see what some of those you know customer visits and plants look plant visits look like post coronavirus right. with you know whether you got a mask up and wear gloves or sit on opposite ends of the conference room table it's gonna be interesting to see what you know customer visits looks like here in the next couple of months I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get a, a welding helmet I, you know I think they'll let me in harder <laughs> And AJ, I guess I'll ask you the same question. I know you do a lot up here in, in New England, uh, both locally in Rhode Island and Mass, and obviously one of these super densely populated areas um, that we saw hit pretty hard from the coronavirus. You see kind of the same thing. Some of your customers starting to go back to work and get to some semblance of normal here. Yeah, I mean, most, you know, most of the folks that we deal with on the supply side and the customer side, you know, were essential businesses. So they've been operating, um, you know, whether at reduced rates or with reduced crews they've been operating all throughout this thing um but we're starting to have people talk about you know if somebody was working from home they're starting to talk about you know coming back to the office now um you know getting kind of similar to Corey towards the end of this month it seems like most most folks are going to start trickling back in um but even people that you know were essential and um you know, I'm, I'm hearing from some customers, they were essential businesses and they still decided to send people home as almost a, stre a stress test to see if, if they could operate remotely or to what level they could operate. Um, so that's kind of interesting that people took this as an opportunity to, to kind of test their systems and things like that. And, um, you know, but yeah, starting to see demand pick back up. You know, the, the past two weeks, everyone's been talking, you know, that things are going to start picking back up. But finally, this week, we're starting to see some things uh, starting to move and, you know, some some signs of the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, so that's that's some, some good news this week. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like we are starting to hopefully get to the end of all this. Obviously, now these these riots and different things going on have kind of thrown a wrinkle on the whole plan. But, yeah, it seems like stuff, people are optimistic, which is at least good. Um, <laughs> Corey, you mentioned wearing a welding helmet. My, my dad sent me these things. You put a you put a brim of a hat right here, and then it sits on your sits on your face. So I guess I we're all gonna be wearing these things in, in meetings it. now. You gotta buy stock and whoever's making those, they might make <laughs> make you rich. <laughs> You're not kidding. Now you know exactly when your when your breath isn't smelling right. That's always blowing back in your face. <laughs> <laughs> actually, um, it's actually really good news that there's a high demand for plastics, polyethylene, polypropylene. I mean, that just means that the you know oil uh, needs to keep coming out of the ground and going through uh, the system and and there's a, an abundance of raw materials for chemical production because of that so the polyethylene the polypropylene producers are cranking right now um, and so therefore the you know the oil cracking and uh, you know the the whole system is still in place where it could have really failed if there wasn't that exceptional demand from plastics so it's been a lifeblood a savior for um, what could have broke down the whole chemical industry if there wasn't that demand then you know the oil would would have stayed in the ground and there wouldn't have been you know c4s and you know butadiene and propylene and benzene and all these things that uh are needed to make uh what we sell so uh that that mask right there is a very important component to 
the health of our industry right now. Yeah, obviously the the whole situation is unfortunate. I wish people weren't you know weren't sick and weren't dying from it. But it was part of a you know it is kind of a bright spot in terms of the you know we've talked about it before the petrochemical industry and the plastics industry and really shows the importance of these single use plastics and PPE and all this stuff that you know wouldn't exist otherwise uh, if it weren't for you know the plastics industry and, and the petrochemical industry. So. Um, at least, you know, an opportunity for the whole supply chain to kind of step up and be able to provide these raw materials and, you know, even some situations donate raw materials for sanitizer production and all that stuff. It's, mm. it's been good to kind of see everyone almost come together and, um, you know, be able to provide raw materials for everything going on. As well you know, as the pharmaceutical industry, you know, the pharmaceutical industry has really stepped up. I mean, there's some very, you know, there's some really bright news about a vaccination and, uh, possibly, I mean, Fauci said the other day, I think yesterday, that you know they're looking at having um, a lot of vaccinations in the beginning of 2021. So, um, you know, there's there's some very powerful people that are saying that it's imminent, and uh, I think there's going to be a treatment, obviously, beforehand. Um, again, the pharmaceutical industry is working very hard to come up with a treatment. We have seen some some benefits of the remsidivir, I believe, and uh, and some other drugs. Russia's testing a particular drug. And uh, so, yeah, I think, you know, the, the, the longer, the, the fact that the incidences of uh, the outbreaks have slowed uh, in, in certain parts of the world is giving us more time um, to, to find a treatment. So uh, again, back to being hopeful. Let's, let's, you know, let's hope and pray that this all continues and, and runs in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. And like you mentioned a little bit earlier, that we're seeing crude oil start to tick back up. Obviously, went below zero. I think it was in April, and it's kind of steadily made its way north again. Um, since then, I think we're back up to somewhere around $35, $36. So starting to creep back up, which I think we're kind of seeing should continue to happen here for the next couple of weeks and months. Well, that, that's what I was going to point to just a second ago is, I mean, the, the signs are there, right? I mean, I know that, you know, there's a lot of pent up demand to be made up. We've been down for quite a while, but I mean, you look at um, propylene in Europe was up what it settled up June at 60 bucks. Um, I just read uh, in one report that I guess propylene's tight in Northeast Asia, I guess, because monitor, monitor demand is up and there's some planned and unplanned outages going on there. Uh, plasticizers, I believe uh, pricing is up there. I know 2EH uh, and Butanol are both from a price perspective up in Asia. Um, at the outlook on propylene in the U.S., I think it drops for June, but then beyond June, it starts to make that move upward. Um, we've seen pricing on imports like 2EH; those prices have started to come up. So, I, you know, it's 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 good. A lot of positive things coming out of methanol too, with with like I said, with driving and and, and relation in that relationship to MTBE and possibly biodiesel. But um, yeah, I think there's I think there's some good signs. I mean, and, and a lot of what I read it, it talks about maybe July is kind of the date where it, where this really we really start to see a lot of this come to fruition. I think over the course of this month, hoping everything holds as it is now, is that um, um, you know that maybe that starts to gain some traction. I, fingers crossed. I hope that's the case. Yeah, I think he's uh, I think he's onto something. I think there is you know we've been we've been since March 14th when we shut the the office down, um, we've really been operating as if we were working out of an office or working as we were. You know, we it took us. A little bit to to come up with a plan on how to work for the last three months and and this this type of venue here where we're having video conferences has become widely popular. To me, it was it was kind of interesting in retrospect how how stressful that was. I mean, you think, hey, you know, 
video conferencing, there's not much, I mean, we were constantly on these video conferences. They called it, what do they call it? Zoom fatigue or something like that. I mean, I honestly worked harder the last three months than I have in a long time because of the anxiety and the fear of what was happening. You know, it was just, you, you know, even though you weren't physically in a plane or flying to Asia or flying to Europe or in meetings, it was, you know, like Corey said, running, you know, a marathon in knee deep sludge with a parachute on is, is a great analogy for what the last three months felt like. So, you know, all this, you know, the, the, the stock market rebound, um, oil rebounding, demand rebounding, what a relief. It's like, you know, it's like putting a needle in a balloon, you know, and um, never mind the stress and the fear and the anxiety of, is your family going to get sick? You know, are you going to get sick? Is, you know, the people that are uh, uh, at risk in your family going to get sick? I mean, that, that anxiety was tremendous. So, um, Looking forward to putting 2020 behind us. Yeah, I think a good good uh, note there from Corey too. With you know, it does kind of seem like July might be this month where stuff starts to kind of pop off a little bit. You know, up until now, it's kind of been yeah. At some point, it's going to pick back. At some points, it pick back up. And now it seems like we at least have some semblance of a timeline, um, which is good. You know, for, for planning purposes, for inventory purposes. Hopefully, stuff you know we start to see really turn around here in the next four to six weeks. Well, Corey, you weren't here, but we had lunch yesterday, all of us, at a restaurant. It was amazing. Really? We got we got served and everything. <laughs> you didn't sit out in the in the cars and they threw the food to you? You actually, <laughs> no, we actually sat at a table together. Look, but back to the point of if we're making that turn, right? It, maybe to your uh, analogy of the pop in the balloon, we, we put a hole in it and we're slowly letting the air out, right? I mean it's it's not gonna be just a big burst, I don't think, but the signs are there, I, I think. I mean, you know, knock on wood, I, you know, I'm not some, you know, expert or some serious analyst or anything, but, you know, just looking at, like AJ was alluding to earlier, just the, the, the phone calls and the emails and solicitations for pricing and samples, and, you know, those are good, you know, leading indicators to an extent, right? So, I, you know, I don't know. I'm, I've got, I, I don't know, I'm trying to be, a, a, you know, an optimist here, but uh, like you said, Rob, the last few months have been just freaking dreadful. I'll take anything at this point and hang on to it, right? So, you know, it'll be, we'll see. I'm, I'm feeling positive about it. You may not consider yourself an expert, but we're a microcosm of a much larger uh, situation here. I mean, just to give you some idea, our our business in May was 50% of what it should have been. 50%. We were down 40% April, 50% May. Um, and, you know, it, 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 and, but already June looks better than May almost. So, but I mean, you know, at the restaurant, we had to, we had to scan a little barcode to get the menu. You know, we had uh, servers with masks and gloves on. We had, instead of them putting a, a bottle of ketchup on the table, you had the little individual packets, you know? So it's a different world we're living in now, but it's 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 a relief to be able to have that that time together that we spent. I mean, you know, we've, we've been apart for now three months. It was more, it wasn't stressful. We weren't talking too much about work. It was just nice to be together, you know? And, uh, and if, if anything comes good comes out of that, it's that your appreciation for what you had and what you have. So, you know, that's, uh, it did feel good to, to be with you all yesterday and sit in a restaurant. This is what we've become used to. And uh, it's nice to have it back. Uh, maybe temporary, maybe not. We'll see. Obviously, we've had a beer on tap just to make sure the tap lines were still working okay. Yeah, it felt great having the first beer in three months on <laughs> draft. <laughs> 
Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Did you say first? Oh, on draft. All right, I guess. On draft, on draft. No, 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 no. On draft. Stop lines are still working, though. Not, you know, they were, they were maintained over the last three months. Okay, tasted okay. Is it good? All right, moving on to, to price updates and trends here. Uh, obviously, we talked about a little bit with crude coming up um, for June. We've kind of seen a tick up for the last couple of weeks and anticipate it's still going going a little bit higher. Um, so even though demand may not be where it was or where we'd like it to be, it seems like there may be some uh, some price increases potentially in line um, for the next month or two you know, if, if things keep, keep rising. Is that kind of what you guys are seeing with your products or what's kind of the overall feeling on price? Yeah, we're seeing on some of the more seasonal products that are that are strictly supply demand driven, like urea, we're starting to see some softness as we're getting out of the spring demand season. Um, but that's just, you know, typical of, of every year. That's that market has kind of been insulated from what's what's happening with uh, with the economy and, you know, with uh, with demand overall, because, you know, people are still planting and, you know, feeding their, you know, you know, feeding their their livestock and things like that. So. Um, you know, but that's, you know, other than that, I think, you know, we've seen some things seem like they've sort of bottomed out, you know, I think Corey could speak to it, but we've seen, you know, s some strength in the spot methanol market, right? Actually, you know, not U.S. yet, um, but in, in uh, Europe we have, and I, I was going to talk about that because I want to say uh, as of last week, we saw a little, a little uptick in, um, in the European spot market. Five cents a gallon, not much, but, but it is, again, like we were talking about, it's, it's a, a, hopefully a turn in the tide. What's attributing to, what's attributing to that is, is, is uh, you, we've seen some idling of plants in Trinidad. We know that Russian capacity is running at some reduced rates. Um, overall, I mean, methanol is, I, I think we're finally stable in the U.S. spot market. We saw a contract drop seven and a half cents for the month of June. Um, we're finally on parity with Europe. European spot markets kind of jumping up a bit. I think the thing to watch for is that, you know, they're, they're uh, entering into Q3 negotiations on methanol. So that could be pretty telling as to where that goes. Does it, does it remain flat? Do, do producers, suppliers feel like maybe there's an uptick and then, you know, maybe there's some room there. I don't know. China inventories are still super high. Um, so, and I ran capacities are running that there was a rumor out there that maybe they weren't running at, at full rates they're not well i wouldn't say they're running at full rates rates but they're running stronger than 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 i than than was expected um so that'll that'll have an impact so that may put some pressure on on china um un, un, unless we start to see this return of some production formaldehyde acetic acid those key derivatives that that may help draw that inventory down and, and then you can find a home for the cyanuranium material a lot of ships back up on, on the coastal inventories of china right now um so you know we'll see I, I i feel confident about it i like the fact that it started to stabilize um so so maybe that's a sign in and of itself um but uh, yeah, and then we saw, like I mentioned before, you know, propylene's up in Europe, 2EH, we saw some import prices up. There's some competitives across the country in the U.S. here, but it's pockets of competitiveness. You know, 2EH is rolled. Um, butanol's rolled, I guess. So, I don't know. It, it seems, I would say, with methanol flat to maybe down until we see China start, that inventory start to really work itself down. Uh, propylene, uh, I mean, excuse me, oxos flat to possibly up, right? Depending on when, when propylene starts to move up in the US. Yeah, I would concur that we've sort of hit the floor on most of the products that, that I manage and look at. And, uh, you know, some have already started to rebound. I mean, just the gas pump, the price of uh, fuel up here went up 10 cents a gallon uh, yesterday. Um, 
I did talk to a friend of mine that manages marine traffic uh, coming and going into New York and New Jersey. Two weeks ago, there were 18 vessels at anchor waiting to unload fuel, gasoline. Um, and that's, uh, they've actually started to move. Just, go, just going out on the road myself, driving, I'm seeing far more traffic. I mean, it was an absolute dead zone just a couple weeks ago. So, um, you know, most of this means that, uh, you know, uh, inventories will start to move out of their tanks and, and start to get refreshed as demand improves. We'll see if, uh, if some rationalization that's happened over the last three months will have an effect on uh, raw material costs because uh, a lot of plants have idled, uh, slowed down, shut down, cut production. Um, and that typically has a, a more long-term effect on prices moving upward. And uh, so we'll see. You know, the, the real concern is, is there a second wave in October, November where we have to lock down again? Uh, the longer uh, time goes, more time goes by, the more we understand the virus and see uh, whether or not that will happen. That will be very interesting. I mean, I think that's what we're sort of keying in on right now. Uh, love to see the demand rebound uh, here in June, July, August. Um, but if it gets cut off again for uh, the next flu coronavirus season, that's, uh, that's going to be devastating. And one other thing, and I know we've talked about it um, on this podcast before, and we, it's, it's, it should be always reinforced, is, you know, inventories have been drawn down for the last three months, right? So as demand starts to turn back around, it, I, I, there, there, could be a, there's, there could be a gap in, in filling that demand right off the bat, right? There could be some very low inventories out there, which could push the buy side, the consumer side, to really, you know, really start to hammer out the orders to, uh, to, to start to, to, to pick up in, on that demand, right? Yeah, and this has been a single issue. I mean, it's been coronavirus. It's been a single issue problem that's brought us into a lot of new issues, you know. But uh, but that issue being coronavirus, as long as uh, as long as that's you know continues to be quelled, uh, things should improve. Um, and you know, so absolutely. Yeah, and Javi, I think I saw you going back and forth a bunch too with some of our different suppliers and pricing and things. Have you seen more competition in Mexico and and a lot of lower prices coming down? Definitely, uh, suppliers are very aggressive lately because they, they have to put their volume somewhere. They have been idle for a while, for three months, so they're a little bit desperate on some cases. So they're looking for new markets, including Mexico, Latin America. They're looking at looking at it as a as a good options to put their products, and they're and they're markets that they're not they're not their natural fits. But they're looking to the extra cost of freight, and they're willing to do the extra, go the extra mile to supply those markets yep. with very aggressive pricing. Yeah, it seems like it'll definitely be an opportunity for suppliers to to break into new uh, markets and companies and things like that with offering, you know, in some cases, kind of crazy low support price and just to place inventory. Um, a little bit of restructuring in some companies where they're typically supplying. So it'll be interesting to see as plants come back and. Um, you know, raw material usage and demand does go back to somewhat normal, um, you know, what those pricing and, and things like that look like. Um, so definitely be interesting June. I think that stuff picks back up. Uh, keep an eye on pricing and see what happens for July with where stuff stuff settles. If, if crude and propylene and things like that still start to go up, you know, we may see some uh, some increases as companies get back to normal and, and demand gets back to full. We'll see what happens. Um, featured products and new products, I think, you know, we're, we're still looking at our sanitizing product line, uh, things like isopropyl alcohol, ethanol, glycerin. Um, I know Javier was looking at a couple other 
um, additives and products that would go into sanitizing uh, thickeners and things like that. So do still have that full line of products. Seems like the sanitizer demands um, may have peaked a little bit. I think as plants and companies start to go back to work, there may be some more industrial uses. I know we've had some people looking for IPA just to have a couple of drums sitting around their plant, just to sanitize their plant in between shifts and stuff like that. So as these plants come back up, we may see uh, see some more demand like that. So I think those they'll still be you know relatively high demand for some of those products here for the coming weeks and months as, as plants get back open. I think the shine on that diamond's off, you know, so and it's, you know, and but luckily the more industrial um, products that, that we handle, you know, not the pharmaceutical, these are going to start picking up, but, um, you know, the personal care stuff has been good uh, for the last few months, it's, you know, the, uh, the glycerin and the IPA and the sanitizer products have been good, but, um, you know, that there's tremendous amounts of new capacities that have come up and uh, flooded the market. A lot of people were using ethanol now because isopropyl alcohol got too expensive. A lot of uh, fuel ethanol plants trying to convert to USP, uh, but then now the demand is starting to really wane. So uh, they might be a little late to that that game. So, um, but yeah, it's, you know, I think I think that for three months there hasn't been any production. You know, I drive around, I see construction happening, I see people out, you know, that's the one thing throughout this whole coronavirus thing, you know, the landscapers, the contractors, the carpenters, they've been out in full force, you know, so that's been sort of a, a positive thing. I think the real down, the real downtrend has been in automotive production and, uh, you know, that, 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 that's really had an effect on some of the markets that we serve and, and now they're starting to come back up. So um, positive trends here. Yeah, obviously, as we've, as we've kind of talked about throughout the podcast, I mean, we do have this this full portfolio of, of industrial products, whether it is things like methanol, or the oxo alcohols, uh, obviously plasticizers, um, you know, happy to, I think demand is going to pick back up pretty quick, pretty much across the board. So we're happy to have conversations, you know, wherever you might be located and whatever the product might be, um, as stuff starts to pick back up, um, you know, look forward to having these conversations over the coming weeks. Yeah, and as a company, we're not restricting people from visiting with customers any longer. We are concerned about people flying and staying in hotels still. But uh, I think that, you know, in, in, in certain regions of the country, I mean, where Corey is, uh, you know, where a lot of our customers are in the Midwest, I mean, coronavirus is a, it, it, it's not an, it, it's, it's not an effect at all on that, on them. So uh, we need to get back to work. So uh, as a company, we will be, um, you know, bringing people back to the office here uh, within a couple of weeks, and uh, we're going to get back out on the road. Today, we've got a, another lunch, um, and, uh, you know, like, like I said, I mean, we, you know, sorry, Corey, uh, <laughs> but no, you, we, we uh, you know, we're, we're not restricting people from visiting, uh, but we're remaining on top of what the protocols that are in place and making sure that we manage those protocols and that people aren't feeling ill or out and about, they're wearing their masks, they're wearing gloves where they have to. Uh, so uh, there's no restriction and uh, and it's gonna get even looser in terms of restrictions as we go forward. I, I see a future of plane travel and, 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 and hotels coming back soon. Uh, maybe I'm overly optimistic, but uh, you know, uh, and wanting it, I'm willing it, hopefully in saying this, but, uh, yeah, just in our last our conference call on Friday with our sales team, we said, hey, there, there, there's no restrictions. You know, you can get out, mainly car travel, you know, your regional travel, that's fine. Um, if people are willing to see us, which we're hearing now that people are willing to see us, uh, 
this week and, and a lot more towards the end of this month of June, um, we're going to be there. We're going to be uh, visiting with folks and we're going to be getting back to business and uh, and it's exciting. Yeah, and kind of a nice transition to the where we typically talk about trade shows, which there obviously isn't too much to talk about here. Um, seems like stuff pretty much canceled through July, um, and now we're starting to keep an eye on some of these fall shows. I think the the one half of it is if the the venue and the show is willing to put the show on. The second half of it is are people actually going to come? I mean, we're having conversations now about NPE next May and AFPM and things like that. The show can go on, that's great, but if companies aren't going to allow travel or people are still restricted with plane travel and hotel travel, I mean. You know, we may not attend a trade show this year. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with the the fall and, you know, what those restrictions and things like that look like. Yeah, an interesting discussion might be, you know, these monster trade shows are more of an infection risk than maybe more uh, small boutique trade shows. We've seen the smaller boutique trade shows really pop the last few years. And the big monster shows have actually been duds for us. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's. I think the future is, you know, the smaller trade shows with, uh, you know, uh, with less people. I mean, you know, MPE, you mentioned MPE. Okay, we might have domestic travel back, but international travel, that that's a big part of the MPE is Latin America, Asia, Europe. Is that going to happen? I, you know, I think that's going to be a little slower to matriculate here, you know, because uh, foreign countries don't have maybe as good a control or their 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 population has uh, different um, dynamics where they can't control the spread of the virus so there's a lot to play here so it for us as we get together and we talk about trade shows there's a lot of very difficult decision making going on because there's too many what ifs um but i think back to my original point i think the smaller boutique trade shows i think those will continue to be uh, where it's at and it's going to be all based on geography where you have in the show is that a robust area for the chemical industry and trade and uh, and i think that's key to having a, a good show and those are the ones where you'll find tcc in attendance yeah that's a good point it could be a probably a whole podcast episode on itself is these different kinds of shows coming up whether it's an afpm style show np massive show a you know smaller kind of boutique um hotel ballroom you know traditional 10 by 10 booth show um i think I, we'd all agree we're more upset about, you know, like the Kevin Agro show and AJ's fertilizer show and stuff like that, where you kind of have these more intimate setup meetings versus, you know, these big monster shows. I think that's that's going to be a trend for the coming years for sure, partially due to, you know, existing popularity and stuff like that, but also due to the, you know, coronavirus warriors and putting whatever it is, 50,000 people in a, you know, big convention center. It's, I think we'll, we'll keep seeing that shift to some of these smaller shows being more beneficial overall. Yeah, I agree. I think that also we, you know, we're talking overwhelmed by talk about coronavirus and this sort of stuff, but the consolidation of our industry, the consolidation of industries as a whole are, you know, um, kind of killing the um, creativeness that's going on in our industry. I mean, now there's, there's, you know, there's mega companies and, and only a few companies like us that are up and coming and, and being dynamic and coming up with uh, creative solutions and things like that. They're just these monster uh, companies that are cost cutting and, you know, and M&A and consolidating. And so these trade shows, uh, the value of them, these monster trade shows is becoming less and less because it's harder and harder to break into this industry. And uh, if you do, it's harder and harder to compete with these with these absolute giants. Yeah, 
Absolutely. So we'll keep we'll keep an eye on these trade shows, see what happens come fall and obviously come next spring. We'd love to see everybody at the AFPM and shows like that. But I guess it's all going to be kind of up in the air at this point to see what that recovery curve looks like in the you know the future of trade shows overall. But wrapping things up, I mean, we'll we'll see what what June has in store, and you know maybe there's a there's a chance we're all back together in July for the uh, the July podcast. The I guess best case scenario, but we'll see what happens and obviously what the best situation is for the company and getting the offices back open and uh, you know we'll, we'll see what happens here come June. Anything else to to wrap things up here for this month? Stay safe and stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. Stay, stay healthy. Wear your mask. <laughs> stay positive. Maybe maybe Cor maybe Corey can get a haircut this month. We'll see. All right, guys. Well, as always, appreciate your time. Good to talk to y'all. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you guys in person here soon. Uh, thank you for listening. Hopefully, you streamed it, whether you did the audio or the video version. Uh, appreciate you listening as always, and uh, we will catch you here on the next episode. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Thanks,